What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Wendy Gilch, who's the founder of Selling Later. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm excited to learn more about what you're working on. For yeah. people that haven't heard of Selling Later, they're not familiar, can you kind of share what it is and what you're working on? Yeah. So Selling Later is a consumer ally in the real estate pay, uh, real estate place, which lets consumers that are considering selling up to a year in advance connect with buyers that are also considering buying within that same time frame. So this is, let me like pretend like I'm in this situation, like I would be yeah. potentially your customer. Let's say I, you know, have a house or an apartment that I own or a mm-hmm. condo that I own. So the way that someone would use this is like, you're, you're planning out your life, your next 10 years, whatever. And you, you, you know, you will be selling, but you don't want to put it on the market yet. So this is almost like a pre market, almost like marketplace in a way. Correct. Yeah. You know, it's actually, I, I developed it based on my own experience when we lived in a townhouse and we were building our family home. Uh, and we had seven months to know in advance of when we we're going to have to sell. And that would have landed us in December. And we panicked, uh, sold it too early, lived with my parents for four months. And it was at that point, I started to think there has to be more people like me out there that know in advance, they're going to be positioning and making a move. And, you know, as I researched it, most sellers know five to 10 months in advance, they want to move and buyers spend up to a year looking But there's no way for you to have that conversation unless you're listing your home on the market. And right now, being on the market could be 36 days for you to sell your home, find another one, close and move. Uh, And that doesn't always happen for people. They're moving twice. They carry two mortgages. They um, sell too early and they live with their parents like myself. And, And so, you know, I look at this 36 days and there's all these months on both sides of the spectrum where there's just no conversations happening. And, you know, it's like this veil of mystery in real estate and it, it doesn't need to be that secretive, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. It sounds like it sounds kind of genius. Actually, you're just taking supply and demand and you're just like matching them up just pre when something needs to happen, which makes a lot of sense because it's the biggest decision you'll make, you know, a financial right. decision at least. Right. So kind of walk me through. So let's say I, I own a house, I'm planning on moving. I, I get all, I get on your platform. Then like, is it kind of a thing where great, I, you know, I um, actually just walk me through how it works. If sure. I wanted, if I wanted to be a user through getting on all the way to finding someone to sell to and then selling, can you kind of walk sure. me through how it works? Yeah, you know, a, a big piece of our platform is the consumer allyship. So, you know, you look at the market and there's so many ways to sell your home right now, and 
And, and we feel that real estate's no longer a one size fits all industry. So, you know, whether you want to use an agent, a flat fee agent, you want to do it on your own with a lawyer, or you just want to say, screw it and sell to an iBuyer, you know, that's up to you. And, and so in this industry, there's all these fingers pointing at how you should sell. And we just kind of feel like, hey, you should be able to test the waters. If you get inquiries when you post your home, if you want to wait to list your home, use those inquiries, hand them to your agent and say, hey, here are five people that are interested in my home. I'm not going to pay you a standard listing commission because I already got you started here. And here's five contacts for you. Maybe they'll work out for you in another shape or form if they don't turn out to be the buyer. But if they do, I'm not paying you five or 6%. I don't think it's fair. Um, but so to backtrack a little bit to how it works, you can post your home up to one year in advance. Um, it's pretty simple. You post your pictures, your home information, and then buyers can go on and inquire directly to you. Uh, we don't believe in this whole middleman theory of funneling leads and, and we're very protective of consumer information. Um, so any inquiries go through mass email directly to the person that posts the home. Uh, and it's just, you know, I always valued Craigslist in the way that they opened up a marketplace for free communication. And it's kind of applying those values to a more updated process and a bigger problem within the market. And then is it a, um, I guess one more question on how it works. I yeah. think it's actually really interesting. Um, so is it something where, you know, I list a house, you know, someone else is looking, it's this marketplace. And then if I find someone, you know, in that period, then I'm great. I found someone I can finally right. sell my home or is it like, or is it like an agreement on, on this date, there will be a transaction that happens. Sure. So, you know, it's up to the consumer. Like I have someone right now who just uh, posted their home in Tyrone, Georgia, who really isn't looking to get into a conversation with anybody just yet, but wants to collect names. But I had someone else recently in my home, uh, home city, Pittsburgh, who was knowing that they were going to build a home, found someone months in advance and were able to kind of work out that agreement so that like they already have it locked in. They have their buyer, you know, the date's a little more pushed back because she knows when her next home will be ready. Uh, and so, you know, it's just kind of a, a, a resource to let you navigate how you feel it's going to work best for you and your family. And, um, you know, you already gave, you know, a little answer to this, but I just want to give you the floor if you want to share anything yeah. else, um, you know, so you obviously got started with this because of you, it's one of your, one of your own experiences. Right. I'm just curious, what's the whole, you know, what's the whole origin of the story? You know, how, when you had this problem, why did you decide, great, I have this problem. Let's build a company to solve it for other people. I'd just love to hear a little bit more about how yeah. it got started. But, you know, so, you know, we went into the situation where we sold too early and lived with my parents and. And I've, I've never been a real estate agent. Uh, and so I had this idea, but I just sat on it. You know, what, what do I know about real estate? But as, as the years went on, our friends and our family, everybody has gone through buying and selling. It's, it's called the move up buyer. And they make up more than half of the homes that are sold throughout the year. Um, and, and so everybody struggles with that timing position. And so originally I just decided, you know what, like, screw it. I'm just going to make this so that someone else doesn't have to deal with this problem. Um, but it wasn't until about six months after I launched, I went to a conference for real estate agents. And, you know, I built this as a consumer. I just wanted to help. And, and I sat at this conference and I just realized there is no one out there for the consumer. You know, there's 2 million agents that are fighting against each other just to get in front of you. You know, and now every day there's lead generation companies popping up that want to sell your information back to them. And a lot of these places are the, I'll find you the best agent for free but then they're taking 30% of the commission you're paying, but they don't make that clear up front. So, you know, I started to look at that and think, Hey, 
you know, if, if they're taking 30% of the commission, how does that help a consumer if they want to negotiate a commission with their agent? Because at that point, it's too late. You know, the 30% is out the door and there's no way to, to get that back, you know. So, you know, there's no transparency in what people are doing with your information and how much money they're making, you know. And, and I think the biggest thing is there's all these options on how to sell. And that's great. You know, I think that everybody's in a different life cycle. Everyone's in a different financial position. And it's great that you have options. But in this industry, they're all pointing their fingers at who's a great way to sell, who's awful, don't do this, don't do that. And it's just overwhelming and it's exhausting. So I figured, and I think it was about March, I said, screw it. I made the platform free. I committed to not selling user information. Uh, and it's just kind of evolved from there to just be the only like safe place online to connect and understand and educate yourself. And and in the big picture, it's just to empower consumers to know that, you know, without you selling your home or buying a home, this whole industry would collapse. But everybody's making all this money off of you and you just have no say, you have no control, you have lost like pretty much everything and you're just kind of at the whim when you list your home. So it just kind of shifted to this empowerment model of, of just giving consumers education, a safe place to have conversations without us selling their information off to real estate agents, which we get asked quite often to be a brokerage partner or you should sell referral leads, but it's just not, it's not where my values are and it's not where I can see the company really helping. You know, it, it's funny when you, when you start a company, you look at like your core values and what you believe in. And I can see it as you grow, when you get into fundraising, it's really easy to be swayed by money and, and big investments and, you know, the VC world and having other people give you suggestions. And, and so I just kind of look at it as like being this empowerment company, it's just easier for me to stay true to our values and support consumers and just stay focused on what they need and, and help them grow and navigate this. That was a really uh, long answer, right? No, it's a great answer. <laughs> it, it, it's a great answer. I mean, you're, you, you found something super interesting and it's a market that like, it's almost, there's so many people in it that there's probably a lot right. of overlooked opportunities, um, which is, you know, what you're kind of like outlining here. Right, right. What do you think, um, you know, to kind of just look out into the future, like, you know, you right. started this, this year, that's it, a great idea. But if you were to look out, you know, five, uh, five, 10 years um, for selling later, like, what could this look like in the future? I guess, in other words, like, you know, what's the vision for selling later? And, yeah. you know, what, what could it be if it all works out? You know, I think, realistically, to give time and empowerment back to consumers to make this uh, an easier process. You know, the fear of missing out is used against you so much when you're buying, you know, you get thinking, is something better going to come along and you're, and in your brain, you know, it is, but you know, that impulsiveness is like, we need to get this. What if something better doesn't come around? So, you know, in a, in a big picture world, I would love to see um, having that transparency to know when you're driving through a neighborhood, like, Hey, they're selling in April hey, they're going to be selling in June. I really like that house. Like I'm going to, you know, just connect with them because there's that big piece of sellers and buyers should never talk. And, and to agree, when you get into the legal conversations, you know, it's good to have someone else there to mediate, but like just to be able to simply connect and, and let them know you're interested, you know, it's such a taboo, but it, but it shouldn't be, you know, you, like you're funding this whole industry. So big picture is just knowing what's coming on the market, knowing who's profiting from your information and, and just giving yourself more time and control for something that you're going to be paying for for 30 years. 
you know, you look at marriages, you look at choosing a college, you look at all these big steps and they're all like more, you know, some people get married quickly, great workout for you. But for most people, it takes time, you know, and you think about something you're going to be living in for years and it's just so impulsive, you know, so just big picture planning time and transparency, I think is what I would love and just remove some of those pieces that don't work for consumers, especially the referral websites. That's my that's my next tactic when we start growing more. And to make that happen and to bring the vision to life, you know, you, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village right. to bring right. a company right. or startup to life. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you looking for, for buyers or sellers, um, you know, on your platform? Are you looking for investors, looking for team members? How can the community assist? Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a couple pieces. There's always, you know, buyers and sellers. You know, it's funny, I just started in Pittsburgh, but I just keep getting pockets of people all over the US. We've been in Wisconsin, uh, Minneapolis, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's accessible to anybody. It's gonna be a little bit harder if it's a newer market we haven't been really venturing into yet. But I, I think it'd be great to have other founders that are building based on a mission. Um, because when you're in the startup world and you see it on, like Twitter all the time. Now that I've started, I just recently started on Twitter. I used to be like real into LinkedIn and then that just became like a sales pitch city. Uh, so you look on Twitter and it's just, it's so much about VCs and raising funds and becoming a unicorn. But you have to wonder, I always think like, where do I fit in? Because I just want to have a successful, profitable company that solves a problem. You know, so finding like-minded people like that would be, would be great to connect with because I don't think we're probably as vocal in the investment world. Uh, you know, and from an investor standpoint, I'm trying to raise a small amount of funding uh, just to get certain key pieces and access into the platform. Um, so that's obviously who isn't looking to get an investor at some point, but I don't really want to go big. You know, I, I just, I can see where it's headed. I know what we need and how much we need. So it's just a matter of getting there. But I think those are the two key pieces is, is that community and, and, and funding, I think is probably the most. Yeah, absolutely. And if someone, you know, um, is interested in getting in touch, you know, they have a community of founders like this, or it's an investor mm -hmm. that might want to, that this might fix, uh, fit their kind of ideal, you know, portfolio. Um, how can someone get in touch? What's your URL? Um, are you on social media? You just said you're on Twitter. Uh, can someone yeah, email I, you? How can someone get in touch? Yeah. So it's just uh, later Wendy on Twitter and then on LinkedIn, I am still on there. And if you message me, just tell me this is not a sales pitch and that you heard me on this podcast because I keep getting like tax accountants and all these people selling me stuff. But anyways, uh, so it'd be LinkedIn, just Wendy Gilch on, on there is probably the quickest way to reach out to me. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate thank you. it. Thank you. I really appreciate it.